season football and this is the last weekend without college or pro football until February so getting ready to strap in for another long and beautiful season to start off we have a couple of linemen that have gone down with the same injury so we have Logan Bruss who was the first round pick of the defending champion Los Angeles Rams He was selected out of Wisconsin as a guard, and he tore his ACL and MCL in a similar um, action to what happened to Aaron Stinney, the guard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who also tore his MCL and ACL, who, and for Tampa Bay, Stinney was replacing Ali Marpet, who, or Ali Marpet, who just retired, so... Both of these guys are gone, probably done for the season. And one of the things I wanted to highlight while talking about these two was the relationship between the ACL and the MCL. We may have talked about it before, but the ACL, it prevents the tibia from sliding forward. So if someone's pulling your lower leg with your knee a little bit forwards towards them, that is what the ACL prevents. And while the MCL doesn't come from the same cartilage in that meniscus, because the ACL arises on the bottom part of your leg from that medial meniscus, when one of them is injured, they're often injured together. So if you look at, there's pretty good video of the Aaron Stinney injury. You can find it. He's running and, or he's blocking, and something similar happened to... Uh, Ryan Jensen who they don't have a he's the center for the Buccaneers and they don't really have a diagnosis for him yet because he's still so swollen but he will most likely be out for a long time too and these guys on the interior you know they're pushing with all their might and you know a lot of weight their own weight and power against someone else who's just as big usually and those knees are still weak points Uh, In Stinney's case, the running back kind of trips into him and buckles his knee inwards. And uh, something similar happens to Jensen where it's a fellow lineman that takes him out. And I couldn't find video of Logan Bruss, but I assume it was something similar. So all three of these guys, uh, their, their feet are planted and someone comes from the outside in and pushes that bottom part of your leg below the knee forward and in and that will take out your MCL which is your medial ligament and that prevents your knee from swinging out to the side and then your anterior your ACL and that prevents it from sliding forward so both of those those happen a lot together that is called the unhappy triad in the knee world and uh, they're commonly injured together so all of those are going to be probably 
season ending or at least season ending for at least the ACLs, the confirmed ACLs. As I was talking, the Buccaneers just tried to replace Ali Marpet, and now they also have Ryan Jensen, who's out. He's their center, and they're also without Tristan Wirfs right now. He just has an oblique strain, but depending on the severity, he'll be out for probably the rest of the camp. They'll probably try to gear him up right before the season kicks back off. So right now they are down three offensive linemen, not including the one who retired, and Tom Brady still has not come back yet. So the Buccaneers in their first year with Todd Bowles as their head coach, they are not looking like they'll be out to a great start to the season, kind of losing some odds and ends here. Moving on to some other kind of related injuries, we have Mecole Hardman, who strained his groin, and it's, it was uh, said it's not going to be serious, so he'll be able to start off the season with Juju Smith-Schuster as and probably Byron Pringle as the three main options for Patrick Mahomes along with Travis Kelsey. I'm excited to see if that offense is as explosive in that very, very tough division. I don't expect the Chiefs to be a 12-win team this year. I'm going to throw that out there. Now that's my Chiefs take for the preseason. I would bet the under. I don't know what it's at right now, but I'd probably bet the under just because the Broncos, Chargers, and I even think the Raiders will all be solid. I haven't looked at the rest of their schedule, but they did win the division as well. So they're going to be playing a first-place division or first-place schedule. We also have Kenneth Walker, who had something not really groin-related, but it was reported early that he may have had a sports hernia, which is when the abdominal muscles, the six-pack, if it attaches down in your hip bones in the front on your uh, pelvis, and if that uh, sh- the sheets, the linings of muscles and like the covering of those muscles get torn or ripped up a little bit, that causes a sports hernia. And that is probably, that they said that's not what it is, but what a sports hernia is, it does not go away on its own. There's no rehab that can help it. And the same goes for a traditional hernia, which is a breaking of uh, some in- internal lining and some organs, like it's usually intestines breaking through uh, some of their peritoneal linings. So that's probably what happened, and they expect to still have him available pretty soon within the next couple weeks, which is not what would have happened if it were a sports hernia. Sports hernia, they have to go in, they have to repair that with stitching, and because your abdominals are used for so much, you are pretty much locked down, no movement, like even coughing is a big no-no, so you have to watch that. You can't put your body under any sudden abdominal movements, like, you know, that type of things. Even, you know, going to the bathroom, you got to watch out for how hard you're pushing and stuff like that. So Kenneth Walker avoided the sports hernia. He did have a regular hernia. That's what, it hasn't been reported as such, but that's what speculations are. He said 
as much, and he's, they have reported it's not a sports hernia. So he is good to go. He should be good to go by week one. Some more high-profile injuries is Matt Corral, the third-string quarterback, but rookie quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, has been ruled out for the entire season with a list Frank injury. Now they still have Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, so I don't think that they were looking for Corral to start this year in a similar setting as kind of what Pittsburgh's doing. They have a young rookie quarterback as well as two veterans in the room battling out. But he's you know you still want him to be able to develop. He's going to be out this season. And we talked about that list, Frank, before. That's that middle foot break. It could be a lots of different, but it's usually in the arch with your metatarsals. So he'll be out for the season. It usually affects speed, and that was one of the things, his mobility. He wasn't necessarily a running quarterback, but he was a very mobile quarterback. So making sure he takes the time to get that back will be good or important for his success if he is to truly compete for that Carolina job in the future. And then Jaquan Brisker is another rookie. He is the safety from Penn State who's been called an athletic freak. He broke his thumb and had to have surgery on it, but he should be back by week one. Uh, they would still have two, three weeks until the season kicks off. So he should be good to go until by, by uh, their first game. Cowboys wide receiver CeeDee Lamb. He had missed out on practice with a cut on his foot. And while that might seem like a little bit of a bad reason to miss practice, that was one of the big things when we got back to camp every year. It's... You're just on your feet so often, especially the receivers. They all had bad calluses, blisters, blood blisters. You know, they were walking on the softest foam uh, flip-flops they could find between and not on their feet as much as they could be. So you got they do have, especially those receivers, corners, people who are running around making those cuts all the time, those high-impact stomp, you know, sprints, they're going to, need to take care of their feet really well. So I think that maybe taking the time now to let that heal appropriately will save him some soreness and maybe let that be less of a factor so he can be more confident in his route running later in the year. And then just to kind of follow up with some of the other injuries that we've been talking about, Joe Burrow is supposed to come back this week from his appendicitis. So he should be good to go. By week one, after all, the quarterback for the Jets, he had a meniscus injury that was uh, surgically trimmed, so he is recovering from that, and reports are, say, two to four weeks, and, you know, the season is in three, so I'm not expecting him to be back right away. The Jets seem content with letting Flacco and like we said, there were reports that Flacco is outperforming Wilson anyway. So there will probably be a Joe Flacco versus the Ravens week one, which would be a good storyline for the NFL anyway. And then Matt Stafford, who was dealing with elbow soreness, that soreness seems to have gone away with his injection. And he was he had a full workload the other day. Pretty you know, he's 
he's a veteran and the Rams trust him. He knows his body and I don't think he'll put himself through more than he needs at this stage in his career. Now to move on to injured and recovered. Injured Kevin Durant is still with the Brooklyn Nets. It doesn't appear like they're willing to move away from him anytime soon and they might even keep Kyrie as well. So it would be fun to have them all run it back, but uh, I don't think I mean, he loves basketball enough that I don't think that he would sit out. I think that he and he said I won't retire, so he's not. He's given the Nets the leverage back. Recovered Tom Brady. He's supposed to be back this week from his leave. I was told that there were reports that it was uh, marital issues, which that's a bummer for him. Uh, that's a tough thing to have to deal with. I remember the Miami Heat had Dwayne Wade was going through some issues with who was going to take the children when he was separating from his the mother of his kids. So uh, that was going on during their first finals run with LeBron. And just, you know, they're not just athletes, even Tom Brady who's locked in all the time and that might be part of the issue there they get to this point for a certain reason because they have a certain mindset and they just operate on a different plane than a lot of other people injured another person like that Manti Teo uh, the documentary came out for him and I think it is crazy all of those people in that show just seem to be a little bit out of touch with reality from the catfisher to the catfishy to the reporters everybody was just kind of in their own world and I know it was early on and he had to be he was kind of careful and he has his own preferences he wanted someone who had a similar heritage and all that and she seemed too good to be true well she was and it was it's just amazing to go through that whole thing and how far it was allowed to get from again all sides there was just a lot of things that should not have been allowed to happen the way they did and uh, but again what are you going to say to you know Manti Teo when he's having arguably the greatest linebacker season in college football history you know he had the second most or you know he's the second in the Heisman most votes ever for a defensive only player what are you going to say to a guy during that Nothing. You're just going to let him keep doing him. Recovered. David Bakhtiari is finally back from ACL injuries, and he'll be back to help the Packers. He was a star early, or a couple years ago when Aaron, I think, had his first MVP. And now, then, you know, he's been an injury plague. He's still a star as far like, an icon in the Milwaukee area, I guess. People have seen him at games. He's a party guy. But it's time for him to get back on the field because they have needed him in that regard. And I have Aaron Jones in fantasy, so I'll be happy to have him back. He's got to help my team out a little bit. Injured is Deshaun Watson. The final ruling came out for Deshaun Watson of 11 games. That was after the initial the judge ruling of Justice Robinson of what was it six games and then eight games uh, was suggested by the, the Watson camp and then it came down as 11 
Colin Cowherd speculated it might be be because that is they get they they play the Texans in Week 12 or 13, maybe that's after their bye, and it's going to be the next or you know there are a lot of other really good games on that might not be able to broadcast him as much across. You know, you want to celebrate his return, but it will be against the team that kind of allowed it to happen and maybe is complicit in his actions so they get to all go through that together and everybody gets to feel bad all at once I think is maybe partly what's going on here I'm not sure about that I think the 11 games maybe the exactly you know the number 11 because it is a strange number that might be why but as far as going over the eight games I think this is also in my opinion the NFL trying to punish the Cleveland Browns as well. You know, amidst this whole allegations, the Cleveland Browns signed him to $230 million guaranteed. I think that was not a look, a look that the NFL wanted to see happen. You know, they're one of the superstars in their league does something that is atrocious and is in the middle of dealing with the repercussions of that. And one of the teams says, yeah, we don't care about that. We want to give you $230 million. So that, I think, was part of the thing that the Browns are built to win this year. You know, I've talked to some of my buddies. They still expect the Browns to be 6-5, and 7-4. and four. I don't when Deshaun Watson comes back. And assuming he is 90% of the player that he was last time we saw him two, three years ago, he will have a great roster around him. Now they still are only, they still don't have a great pass catchers other than Amari Cooper, who, you know, he will be a great addition, but that adding Deshaun Watson would probably make them the favorite in the division. Adding him for only six games might make him less of, uh, make them less uh, of an apparent threat to dethrone the Bengals. And moving on to another recovered, we have Kenny Pickett, who I kind of touched on that earlier, but they did not, or they have three quarterbacks as well. They're in a similar situation, almost identical to the Carolina Panthers, where they had a guy, they had Sam Darnold and Mason Rudolph who were already there. They went out and got a vet, Baker Mayfield and Mitch Trubisky respectively. And then they have a rookie in the room, Matt Corral and Oh, geez, uh, Kenny Pickett. But in this circumstance, Kenny Pickett appears to be playing better than the other ones. I know that they just went out and got Mitch, but if Pickett's playing well, he was a first-round pick, you, I think you put him out there. Uh, the Steelers' offense was lacking last year. I think that having someone who maybe can push the ball down the field will open them up. Uh, Pickens, the, the receiver, looks great out there. They have Claypool, they have Fryermuth, they have Najee Harris. They have all the weapons to be able to be a solidly run offensive team, and especially with the run game they have now. If they can't run him as hard as they did last year, but they are going to need him to be productive again. I think that they will also be. Their defense is always stellar. I think they're also. They should be. I think the favorite to win the division now. I know the Ravens have brought back everyone, but I think my AFC North pick is going to be 
the Steelers, and I would not be surprised if the Bengals slid all the way back to fourth place after their great season last year. And that's probably not a great thing to be betting against um, Joe Burrow, but that's what I'm going to do. And then recover, uh, injured is Roquan, Roquan Smith. He ended his stay, or lock in where he's been at practice, just not practicing. He ended that just because he, I guess, didn't feel like he could continue to do so. And he is back. And then opposite him in the recovered side is Kareem Hunt. He was having a lock-in, and while neither one got there, nothing really happened contractually. Kareem Hunt said he was happy, and I think that uh, Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson will be happy to have him back in the room. So that will wrap things up for today. Enjoy the rest of your week, and again, next time I speak on this platform, there will have been a real football game in this season. See you then.